everyone. We are in season two of Divorce Healthy, and we are so excited that you're back here with us. I have some divorce rehab on the horizon for you today with Wendy Sterling. And so Wendy and I are part of this big network of people who are really pushing this movement forward, and I'm calling it a movement because that's exactly what it is. And right now, during these times and what's happened, this is just It's really been, I think, the moment that we're going to flip how divorce is handled across this country. And I think that Wendy is doing some big work in that department. So I'm going to hear a little bit from her. And then we're going to talk about how divorce affects employment, which is another big thing that we've been moving towards in the divorce world. And I think that those two things are really synonymous in how we can help improve this country and how we handle things. So thank you so much for coming on, Wendy. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And it's a pleasure to finally meet you in person. (laughs) Yes. In person, our virtual in-person world that we have now. I hope one day I'll be able to actually give you a big Southern hug. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Hopefully someday soon. (laughs) Yes. And so tell me, Wendy, about divorce rehab. You have trademarked that. I love that big TM up there whenever I see it. I'm like, go girl. (laughs) Tell me about that. Tell me about your podcast and then we'll get into some questions. Sure. Well, so Divorce Rehab was born out of my own personal recovery process. About four and a half years ago, I unexpectedly found myself in a situation that no one dreams of, and that was staring myself in the face and realizing that my 16-year marriage was over. And it was something that I I just, I had such a hard time wrapping my mind around. And, uh, you know, it was in that moment where I finally felt my intuition, or rather I should say listened to my intuition, where it was telling me that I had, you know, essentially fallen asleep at the wheel. You know, so many of us lose ourselves in our marriages. I lost my identity. I lost my voice. And everything that I associated myself with was in the reflection from my now ex-husband. And so what my divorce enabled me to finally see was that it was time for me to start taking charge of my own life, to start finding myself again. And it was an opportunity for me to really start over. And while it was really hard at the time to wrap my mind around it, at the same time, I knew that my divorce was happening for me and not to me. And so not only was I in therapy, but I was grabbing every, as I'm sure many of your (laughs) listeners do, grabbing onto anything and everything to help me. Self-help books. I was listening to podcasts, many of whom are now my friends. I was in therapy and I was doing, I thought I was doing everything, but what I realized was missing was really leaning into a vision that no one at the time had really helped me to figure out or shape. I was, you know, 41 years old. I had no idea that you could start your life over midlife until I discovered the area of life coaching. And it wasn't until I not only hired a life coach for myself, but also it decided to enroll and become certified as one that I was finally leaning into the life that I wanted, the one that I was designing from a more authentic place instead of feeling stuck with the life that was handed to me, or at least I thought. And so not only did I recover more quickly using my life coach and and using the tools I learned in that program, but I had also figured out that I recovered from my divorce in less than a year. And I knew that there was something special to this. And thankfully, I journaled my entire journey. And so what I did was I created the Divorce Rehab, which was the is my five-step proprietary program that invites divorcees to see how their divorce can be an empowering experience that they go through 
to find their identity. A foundation. The foundation, exactly. To really discover who it is that they are and to start creating a life from a confident place. And rehab is actually an acronym. So the R does stand for oh. rediscover your identity and voice. The E is about ending your victim mindset. The H is about healing and mourning all wounds associated with the fantasy life that you had envisioned for yourself, the relationships, the vision of the family. The A is about finding acceptance. And then the B is about building a new foundation from which your new life is created. Ah. So I created my program and I, the way that I in, invite people into it is either through one-on-one coaching or I have a really amazing group program because community is super important when you're going through this. Like many others, I was the first of all of my friends. I didn't have any support at the time. And so one of the big things that was a priority for me was really getting a community together of like-minded women who can rely on one another. Also, because I came from the ad sales world, I love talking. I love sharing information. My mission is really to change the conversation of divorce, to really change the stigma, to be one of power instead of one of shame. And so for me, having that platform of my own podcast, which is called The Divorced Woman's Guide, really enables me to talk about the things I know us divorcees are thinking, but we're not saying out loud. And I infuse my own personality into that, which is I do it with a whole lot of class and just a little bit of sass because that's my personality. So, so that's me. (laughs) I love the foundational aspect. I think that, you know, I'm a divorce attorney and so a lot of clients feel like it is the end, but we're so young now, no matter how old you are, you're as young as you really believe that you are. And there can be any foundational point and you can start over and build from the ground up and make sure that it's sturdy the second time around. You know, we learn so much in life from experience. And I think that divorce is an experience and it's something that is doable and it's traversable. And I think that the culture of divorce has really created this stigma, like you said. And I think that that culture really needs to disappear because it's creating a lot of animosity that's unnecessary, especially for children of divorce. I think, like you said, your mission is to change the conversation around divorce because it should be one of empowerment. My mission is to change divorce in America from one of an adversarial system to one of a more of a business discussion. How do you feel about that one? Do you believe in that concept? You know, I do. I think what people don't understand is that it is a business, right? And you don't always bring emotions into business. The way that I see Divorce is that it's almost like a triad, right? You've got your legal team, you've got your financial team, those are your experts, consultants, and then there's the emotional piece and the two are separate. But the problem is, is that so many of us, I mean, me included, you take the emotion into the business side of divorce. I think it's wonderful that you're preaching about this because people don't understand that it is a business. It's like dissolving a business. And That may sound really impersonal to a lot of people, but those are just the facts. And it also brings up for me, you know, I'm sure you hear this too as a lawyer, because I remember telling this to my lawyer frequently, I just want to be done. I just want to be done. And what people don't understand is that, you know, and especially if you have kids, you're never done. And just because your divorce is signed and the court has signed off on it, there's still more work to be done after the fact. And so if people approach it from a business place and also ensure that they have the separate emotional support, not only are they thinking from a more rational perspective, but they're also thinking with their future in mind. 
instead of living in the rearview mirror. Yes. Business conversations don't have to lack emotion. There are plenty of families that are in business together that have a lot of emotions every day. And really, your co-parent moving forward is your business partner, and you're in the business of raising your children well. And so I think that there is a place where you're talking about having a good foundation, creating yourself anew, being able to see that you can be empowered by your divorce. If you go out and choose a litigation attorney that's going to get you into a litigation cycle for the next three years and you can't get a resolution, also they are hyping up animosity, then the ability to make that transition for yourself, focus on yourself, be able to make good decisions for your children and for yourself based on peace and stability, which is what you're building this new foundation from, doesn't seem to be as likely. And so making decisions about how to actually achieve getting through those rebuilding phases creates a certain level of environment that you kind of need to have around you. Would you do you think that that's true your environment during this scenario? Oh, 100%. And that's I think the term that I use about that is really about the community that you surround yourself with. It's not just your physical environment, it's the mental, it's the emotional environment that you're also putting yourself in. A lot of times, and even thinking back to my own personal experience, the last thing I wanted was for anybody to know what I was up to, what I was really thinking. I think social media has also played a role in allowing us to kind of hide and or to be able to create the world that we want everybody else to see or think that we're living. Lord knows I did that. I had the Facebook facade, perfect family. But it really, when it gets down to it, and especially I think COVID is teaching us, like your environment and the things and the people that you're surrounding yourself with are crucial. And I think that that's regardless of whether you're going through divorce or not. But when you're going through divorce, it's even more important because what I say is that friends and family and even coworkers tend to keep us stuck. They're great if we need a venting board. But really, truly for us to move through the emotions, it's really important that you surround yourself with people who understand everything that you're feeling. And those communities, like your community that you have, there are other online communities as well of people who are going to be able to be positive in this sphere. So that's one thing you mentioned employees. So one of the missions that we're trying to do is push really where family and business come together, which is the HR world. Whenever you have something going on in your life, Generally, you report that to HR if it's a wedding or a newborn baby or if there's a death in the family. The divorce gets reported really when the retirement account is getting divided. But other than that, there's a lot of conflict at work that can start. There's a certain standard of efficiency that you need to have at work. And when you're dealing with this, you're so fogged over with conflict and trying to understand where you are with yourself. Do you find that you're in your groups of people that you have that that's a common theme, that they're struggling to stay focused at work and that they're trying to find these groups so that they can really restabilize in that department? Yes. And candidly, that was me. I don't know that I share this very often, but I discovered, well, everyone knows my story. I'm very transparent. But when I discovered that my now ex-husband was having an affair, I was starting a new job a week later. Wow. And it was one of those moments where I had no idea like how to do anything you know, and it was something that I hid from my mentor, from, you know, the company that I was starting at because I was so afraid. I I literally thought that they were going to fire me or that they were going to get rid of me. And I was so scared to tell anybody what I was going through. Again, it's not like you go to somebody and you say, 
none of us get married thinking we're going to get divorced, but it's also not a life transition. It's one of many life transitions, but to your point, it's not one that you necessarily are screaming from the rooftop saying, I'm getting divorced. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's something that you're literally like, you didn't get a t-shirt printed and are yeah. like wearing it around. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and I love what you're trying to create because it is really important. It, it, it impacts you. I mean, I can tell you it impacted me every day I was at that job. It impacted me because I was constantly freaking out about my children. I was worried about their what they were feeling and going through at the same time I had a hard time focusing it was so hard and so a lot of my clients I mean the the type of client that I work with she is a professional mom and so many times you know as moms were expert jugglers and at the same time juggling the emotions of divorce is very different than juggling soccer and dental appointment and dropping off the dry cleaning, right? Like this is a whole other type of juggle that you're dealing with. And I think that it all comes back to ensuring that you have support, you have support from somebody. And it comes back to also trusting and knowing that your company is going to have your back. There's no difference from when you're pregnant and needing to have doctor's appointments to when you're going through a divorce where you need to go talk to your therapist, or perhaps you are having a bad morning and you need to come in an hour later it should be approached from the same perspective instead of it really being something that you're faking. But really what you're doing is you're jeopardizing your income, you're jeopardizing your position within the company if you don't have both the outside support as well as the internal support from your company. Beautiful perspective. So I think that's where we can really make a difference for our clients. Like you have clients, I have clients. They're the same kind of clients and they need a lot of the support and they're coming to us for it. I do this podcast because people have to pay me a lot of money to talk to me per hour. So if I do this, then I can get out these thoughts and understandings and concepts and be able to tell people what I've seen that are systematic through the decade that I've been practicing. I mean, I really know, I feel like the ins and outs of the personalities of men and women, how they handle this, the reasons that they do the things that they do when they're, they're dealing with conflict what that does to their position at work, or if they're a small business owner, what that does to our productivity, and then how that all trickles down economically, but then also how that trickles down emotionally to the children. Because there are huge price tags that we're paying right now, massive price tags. And you and I are trying to be like, hey, this is an issue. We all need to be thinking about this and trying to get that message across. And I think one of the best ways that we could do that, just like there's so much that's happened on these campuses around mindfulness and wellness and employee wellness. And this, I think, is a big piece of that. Because like you said, if you're faking it and you're faking it at work, you're mentally, you're doing what we call critter state. You're in the base of your brain. You're just cycling instead of taking incremental steps to move yourself forward, which is really what you need to be doing during this time. It's a box but a box has a million ways to get out of it once you stop just staring at the four walls, you know? Yeah. So I love I the do. work that you're doing. And what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say like, it. it's so funny. It brings up like this memory that I have. Like I remember I was sitting in a meeting and, you know, I was still very fresh in the separated category. And I remember I was sitting in a meeting and I was having such a hard time focusing. And because my head just was like, I'm looking around the room and I'm looking at, all these people who I've known for a very long time, some of whom, you know, I've spent my career with and 
it was one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, like I, I cannot, I can't focus. I'm not at my best. And I was so afraid. I was so afraid to say anything. And it brings it back. And I talk to clients all the time about, thankfully now a lot of them get to work from home. There's more flexibility. Four and a half years ago, I didn't have that luxury. I think, you know, one of the blessings that COVID is bringing is their ability to kind of have that flexibility, but we're always so afraid to ask for it versus now I hope that people are taking advantage of the flexibility and also just, just taking the time that they need to refocus. I remember my mind and, you know, I watch this with my clients all the time. Like your mind is in a constant state of storytelling. And when you're at work, like you try to compartmentalize, but especially as women, you know, we lead with our emotions. I mean, that's just a fact. It gets really hard to separate the two. And it just brings me back. I'm like, oh my God, I remember being in this meeting. I remember just so many ways it overlaps. And then it's, it cycles into that questioning of, am I going to be able to get through this? This seems impossible because I can't work. I can't function. I'm not being the best parent I could be because I'm just so clouded. So one of the things that helps that is these HR programs, but also finding a process that's going to get you through the divorce and out of it. That way you're not in a consistent state of being triggered. And the collaborative process, which is what I push, I'm a really big proponent of that specifically for the efficiency of it because the human mind, the process of divorce and physically being in it before you have a closure or a settlement or you know whatever it is, the final product is that you're going to get to. Hopefully it's not a court order and hopefully it's a settlement agreement. In my world, I know that that's a better result long-term, but whatever finalization you get to, you really need to get there. That cycle process happens so much in the unknown. How long will it take? Similar to if you get in trouble and you have like a criminal thing that you're dealing with, like a DUI, a lot of people deal with DUIs. They push it out and push it out and push it out and push it out and push it out. There's a reason for that, but mentally you can't take it. And in a divorce process, it's the same way. And so the collaborative process is if we can get these businesses to be helping their employees find a process that's going to get them in and out of it instead of swimming in it for years and years and years, then we're helping the clients. We're helping that that would be the employees in a lot of manners. And then what we're really doing, which I'm really excited about, is their kids are out of it as well. They're not dealing with constant conflict as the next court date's coming up or the next hearing or the next motion or the next draft is coming in and you're trying to figure out how much of the retirement account, it just gets to be exhausting. And so that's my big push. I think our missions are very similar, but we all have different angles, you know, and the more that we're able to all kind of know what those are, I think we can really provide amazing products for our clients. Yeah. And I think that what people don't understand is that with divorce, you're really having to retrain your mind. We all create these fantasies of this life and this marriage that we're living into. And it's really hard to wrap your mind around the fact that that's not going to happen. And so a lot of the tools that I used for myself that I now get to share with the world, similarly across all my platforms, is, is really you've got to have a toolkit. You've got to have somewhere to be able to pull out a practice that you know works for you. and. All of my clients are very different. They all think very differently. They all have different stories. And at the same time, I'm able to use the tools that I give them 
for them to pull out at any time that they need. And that's the thing that I didn't have. And it wasn't like my company handed me, you know, in the HR booklet, it's like, oh, going through divorce, like here's your toolkit that didn't exist. And so, you know, versus, <laughs> oh, you're having a baby. Okay. Here are all the options of the things that you get to think about and consider. And here's our plan. And here's this. And, <laughs> you know, and you're like overwhelmed, right? Versus with divorce, you're like, I have no idea. Like, what am I supposed to do? They, they won't even recognize me as needing support. And so having those tools is what's so important. That's what I teach. It's not just crying. It's not just feeling through. It's having the tools to be able Mm -hmm. to process and to pull yourself out. And that's the key that, again, you're not born with it. There's no class in divorce, just in case. Like FYI, just in case you head down this path, like here's this extra class you should take. Like it doesn't work that way. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. I'm so glad that we finally got to connect and I love what you're doing. I love the acronym for rehab. That's even better because it's so appropriate. Thank you. And so give us your links and where we can find you. And then of course, this podcast will be on your stuff at some point in time, but tell us how can the clients and our listeners find you? Absolutely. The best way to find me is through my website. It's wendysterling.net, W-E-N-D-Y-S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G. I've got a ton of resources there. I also offer complimentary calls to anybody because I, you know, everybody deserves to have support. I've got an extensive network of people that I trust, whether that be lawyers, financial planners, therapists, other coaches, you name it, I've got a resource. So I always offer that up to people. And you can schedule a time with me by going to contactwendy.com. I also have my podcast, The Divorce Woman's Guide. You know, I talk about a lot of different various topics. And then I am on Facebook, Wendy Sterling, and my group is called The Divorce Rehab. And then I'm on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. And yeah, I would love to, you know, to help anybody who's looking for support. Absolutely. And, you know, I am always directing my clients, my actual divorce clients to people to find that extra realm of security around yourself as you're going through this process. Because I'm a great resource, but again, it costs a lot of money to talk to me and I want my clients to be able to use me for things that I can really produce for them in a very efficient with their time, efficient with their money manner. And then having coaches like you and therapists also to be able to help, it really starts to lift the boat fully, you know, and I think that that is an amazing thing. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. And our next guest is coming up. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Divorce Healthy, your guide to mastering conflict resolution at home and in the workplace. To inquire about speaking engagements, purchase your copy of Ashley Nicole's book, The Cure for Divorce Culture, or to schedule your private orientation meeting, head to www.anrlaw.com. You can also find us on social media at ANR Law. Find a better way forward right here on Divorce Healthy.